You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Coronavirus and Sports. This is Luis Miguel Echegaray. Today, We'll be talking to South Africa Rugby Union captain and World Cup champion Sia Colisi as he discusses the inspiring work he has been doing during the pandemic thanks to the Colisi Foundation, a non-profit founded by him and his wife Rachel. Sia will also talk about his desire to unite South Africa with his work and using his platforms to mentor young athletes alongside Adidas Home Team Initiative. Hey, Adidas family, um, through this difficult period of time, now I've tried uh, to try and keep myself active. Obviously, I have to entertain the kids, as you can see. So let's stay positive in this time and, and just do what you love at this time. You know, I love training. I can't go outside, but I'll make it work in the house. Thank you so much, guys. Stay safe, stay strong, and keep, let's keep fighting and fight together. Cheers. As sports fans, it's only natural to often see star athletes as larger than life. Their physical achievements make us feel that they're almost superhuman, and most importantly, they push us to believe that anything is possible. But athletes offer us more than just what they do on the field, and every now and again you meet an individual who inspires you because of who they are as a person and what he or she stands for. Today. We talked to one of these athletes, Sia Khaleesi, the 28-year-old South African rugby union star who made history a few years ago by becoming the first black captain in the team's history and made even more of a statement when he led the Springboks to the World Cup title in 2019. But Khaleesi is more than just the color of his skin. He's an activist, a social fighter, and a South African hero who literally overcame poverty and a tough upbringing to become the man he is today. Thanks to his foundation, founded by him and his wife Rachel, Khaleesi is now helping his country during the pandemic and using this time to bring South Africans together. 
Joining us now is Sia Kalisi, South Africa rugby union captain and World Cup champion. He is also, alongside with his wife, Rachel, the founder of the Kalisi Foundation, currently doing such amazing work to help his country during COVID-19. Sia, it's an honor to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's really an honor to be on the show and I appreciate it a lot. Sia, let's begin with the Khaleesi Foundation, founded by yourself and your wife, Rachel, as I mentioned, and how you have fast-tracked it in order to help communities in South Africa. Tell us a little bit more about the foundation and what you have been doing during the pandemic. Um, Yeah, so the foundation is something that I've always wanted to do, um, but it obviously took a while for us to put it into action. We've been doing work separately, me and my wife, she's been helping... um, like schools uh, mostly, and obviously homeless people to try and use their they, they work and, and try to get people on social media to see their work and then buy, get income. For me, I've been working on building sports field. Uh, we've built our first rugby field and we're about to, to do our next one until obviously COVID-19 hit. And we're sponsoring uh, school kids with, with uniform, rugby kit, uh, and, and, and making sure they have transport money to go play games. And then we were like, you know what, let's put it together. And we wanted to, to attack like challenges that I faced as a kid, you know, poverty, um, not having shoes to go to school and making sure that kids get equal opportunity. And we were on the verge of launching our foundation until obviously the pandemic hit us. And then we were like, okay, cool, we can't ignore this. We have to help as much as we can. And we're able to, um, to help um, the medical workers by getting PPE. Um, we got over... 5,000 liters of sanitizer to get to hospitals. And we got over, I think, 4,000 masks for, for, for the nurses and the doctors in hospitals. And then now we're in phase two at the moment, feeding, feeding people around South Africa. It's just amazing, uh, inspiring work. South Africa has the highest cases in the continent. And as of this past Monday, uh, but for our listeners, it will be a week ago Monday, it was Freedom Day. Uh, marking the country's first democratic elections in 1994. And President Cyril uh, Ramaphosa highlighted the issues of inequality as a result of COVID-19. Do you see this during your mission? How have you witnessed the problem of inequality with the work that you have been doing? No, it's huge. I mean, I've seen it from when I was a little kid where I couldn't couldn't get food for myself. Uh, I, I went days without eating or I would have to go to school to get a slice of bread to eat. And it's still like that. Not much has changed. And this COVID-19 is actually amplifying every single problem that we've had. And you can see, I mean, I'll send you pictures where you see where the people get water. Some people don't have water at all. They, you know, rain down when it rains and then there's a little puddles of water and some dogs are drinking from it or animals are drinking from it. Then we'll have a kid bathing on it. And then we have a parent using a bucket to go use that water for all sorts of things. And we're able to provide water as well, a borehole, and that will hopefully help the community. But the work that I'm doing is not even close to enough to, to to help out, but there's a lot of other organizations who are working through it. But yeah, um, I've seen great things as well. South Africans always pull together when times like this. Every single South African that I've reached out to, they've always been willing to help uh, giving back. And that's one thing that we are good at in South Africa. When our backs are against the wall, we come together and we... We help each other out because we know and the rest of the world knows that this pandemic will not end until the poorest of the poorest are looked after. They are able to stay at home and get meals each and every single day. 
because we all want to go back to do what we do, but there's people who have real problems. And this pandemic is attacking or affecting us all of us differently. When you buy your groceries, you need to think about the other person. Can I buy an extra can? Can I buy an extra slice of bread or a loaf of bread for somebody else? And those have been the amazing, great things that we've seen in South Africa and across the world as well. Uh, A great message of empathy and unity. You've also talked about how women have played an important role in your upbringing. How important is the issue of maternity care for you during these times? Yeah, it's it's huge. I think our our ladies are the best, man. Um, I've been raised by three amazing, strong women, you know, and I always feel women are able to look after uh, like the bigger problems in this world because you know they bring us to this world. And the, our president is also looking after those who have kids in the in in this time, which is very important. That a lot of them don't have um, jobs, obviously, and now they are able to get fees, and that they they've taken them a bit higher, which is amazing. And I think it's really huge to make sure the little ones are looked after. We also look after a hospital who look after premature babies. We were able to send them more. So they kid their mothers go home to the township and you don't know whether they who they're meeting there and all that kind of stuff. And they have to come back to the hospital and breastfeed their kids. So we gave a mask for them. So when they come in, they don't affect the kids or the other um, people in the hospital. So we are making sure that we try and, and, and expand ourselves and, and it's hard because we don't even we don't even have a website it is a foundation. We're just working on everyday stuff because but people need help. They don't care whether website or not, they need help and they need food and they need equipment, so we're doing our best to do that. We'll return after these short messages. Sia, um, obviously, aside from all the great work that you're doing, we must remind our audiences, obviously, this is Sports Illustrated. You are a tremendous athlete. uh, And you're also alongside Adidas, uh, using your social media platforms and helping young athletes from home with the hashtag um, home team. Talk to us a little bit about that and and how uh, Adidas and yourself are working on helping young athletes. Yeah, we're doing our best. First of all, we're sharing our experiences. Like for me, my experience of coming from the hood and it it's made me the person that I am today, you know, um, it, 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 it's way more than yourself. You don't only play for yourself. You got to have a, a much bigger purpose. You know, you got to pray for something more. And, and that's what uh, I've been trying to, to, to speak through my, my media or my platform to make sure that think about others in this process, not only about you as an athlete. And from a young age, if you can adapt that, you know, when I put on the jersey, I said, I always say this, I think of all the people who are hungry, homeless, who don't have um, shoes to go to school, and all those who are struggling so that they know that everything that they're going through, it is possible for them to make it because we have gone before them and we have done it. And and yeah, so hopefully that motivates them. And I just do it by being natural, telling my story and being the person that I am. And I don't only think about myself. That's the most important thing. Put other people in your That's why my community knows I give my best for them each and every single week. That's why I can't just give up and be lazy because there's other people relying on me. My family is relying on me and my parents back at home are also relying on me. Though. And showing our platform, there's other things to do as men. We know we, we get bored, but it's the perfect time for you to be at home for me to try and help out my wife, you know, all the things that I couldn't do. Try help with the cooking. I love doing a little barbecue, washing the dishes. And that's the kind of messages we've been showing with Alida to show 
our, our side that we actually can, you know, there's a softer side to us, stuff that we would have been able to do while we were on tour and all that kind of stuff. And now we're getting to know our kids as well because a lot of us miss so much of our kids' um, youth, and but now we have that opportunity to spend with them and share it with them. Yeah, it's a good time for families to unite. Absolutely. This was actually going to be one of my final questions, but I'll ask it now since you're bringing it up. Do you see this time now and what's been going on in South Africa as a moment to once again unite as a nation? 100%. I think so. I think there's no better time than now for for you to show who you are as a person and what the country means to you. Not just the country, actually the rest of the world. So whatever we do, whoever gets it right to fight this uh, or contain or flatten the curve, the other countries will learn from, and hopefully we as South Africans can show what we're about. And I think we are doing um, a, a job all right for now. And we just need to feed as many people as we can to encourage them to stay home. So this can can, can go can go well. And then people can stay at home having the this, this security to know that they'll be able to eat and they won't suffer because of hunger. So yeah, I have to ask you this uh, finally, because obviously, as I mentioned, this is uh, Sports Illustrated. Many rugby fans, especially, uh, you know, black and brown minority rugby fans, you became the first black captain of the Springboks in 2018. Brian Habana called it a monumental moment for South African rugby and South African history. A year later, you made history again by leading the team to the World Cup, beating England. How did it feel in that moment and, and the moments after that? I was great, huge achievement, I think, for for all of us as, as a country, obviously winning the World Cup. And I think me becoming captain, it was just a huge honour. Um, I never think of of my skin colour and those things. I, I just honoured to, to be captain of the Springbok team. And I always say I don't only represent one one skin colour, I represent the whole of South Africa. Because when I put on the jersey, there's a flag on the back There's a you know that represents the whole country. And not only people of color suffer. There's a lot of other people who suffer in this world. And I want them to look at me and, and the rest of the team and know that these things are achievable, are achievable no matter what your background or your circumstances are. As long as you believe in yourself as work as hard as you can. And and just have good people around you, encourage you and 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 just keep you accountable to try and live out your, your calling in life or whatever it is that you need to, to be an impressive athlete, but most importantly, a really inspiring and amazing human being. Sia Khaleesi, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you. As I talked to Sia, I found myself alongside a humble, honest man who only wants to do one thing right now, help his community. And that was a refreshing thing to hear as right now in the sports world, our biggest questions mainly focus on the when, the what, the why, and the how. When are we going to watch sports again? What is the best outcome for our league? Why is this happening to our teams? And how are we going to get out of it? But Sia reminds us that while these questions are important, the answers are not what will take us forward. The goal, therefore, is to look at our own communities, understand what they need, and see how we as a society can help each other. And that's the best message we can put out there. Thanks to Sia Colisi for joining me today. Make sure you read more about Sia's journey by reading John Wertheim's piece out today on SI.com. We'll continue bringing you these stories throughout the coronavirus crisis. 
If you like what we're doing, please recommend us to a friend or family member and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can listen to Coronavirus and Sports for free wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe or follow us for the latest episodes. Stay safe and we'll see you next time. Thank you.